Well, hello. Welcome to Street Fight. I am Brian, and I am here uh, with a podcast that I was introduced to through John Cohen, who you'll be hearing talk about, well, you might have already heard talk about Dane Cook. Uh, you know, big Dane Cook. I'm doing a Dane Cook Shocktober right now, and uh, I hope people are ready for, to hear me talk about Mr. Brooks. But uh, this show is not about Dane Cook, unless they want it to be. This is a crossover with the Blink-155 podcast, Sam Sutherland and Josiah Hughes. Hey, dudes. What's up? Happy, happy New Year, uh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. Here's the problem with this one. I come back to work tomorrow, I think. Like, they, this, the first live show back i think will be the day after this comes out i don't know yet i haven't i like i I put the dates on them so that i know not to talk about christmas <laughs> or, let's talk about it how was your christmas uh, yeah. oh god it was so great i you know got some legos probably <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that's what I'm getting from everybody. Oh yeah, the wrong sets, by the way. Got all oh, disappointing. Yeah. Do you have the one I, that's the the Adidas that comes in a shoebox? I do. It's downstairs. It's displayed proudly in my. It's one of the first ones I bought. Because uh, I was like, I got a, 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 the Fast and the Furious car for Christmas last year, and uh, I had so much fun putting it together. And I was like, okay, I think I like Legos now. So then I just started buying them. And I, you know, I told Mike and Jesse this uh, la- sometime earlier in the year. Uh, like I'd been into Legos for like five months and I spent $3,000 on them. And I'm not rich <laughs> either. I don't even problem. have yeah. that kind of money. <laughs> your, your, your gift was a... Fast and Furious car, not because you love Lego, but just because you love Fast and Furious. Like I just assumed that's that right. it was a, so it wasn't a Lego based gift. It was, it was a cinema, a cinematic. Gift. Well, it's also, I think maybe a little bit of Lego because like I had said several times, like I want to do Legos and then I would get in my car and I would go to the Is it store. Lego or Legos? Because that's another thing. I, like, like a vinyl, I, vinyl situation? Yeah. Like, do you say if, you, well, I don't know, Brian, you don't probably don't fuck with records, do you? You're not that good. I have records like, downstairs. Okay. I don't ever do you, listen to them. Yeah, of course not. It's a scam. <laughs> Every, yeah, it's bullshit. It's some stupid bullshit from 2000s left over. But do you say, have you ever said vinyls or have you ever gotten mad at people for saying vinyls? No, I think I just say records usually, usually, and it's mostly because my wife has to move my Legos to play records, and <laughs> <laughs> the Back to the Future car and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred <laughs> right on top of the, uh, right on top of the stereo. Uh, by the way, I'm not like a geek when it comes to this pop culture stuff. I just. I've seen back. Now, to what the is, now what does so that I mean? Like, I, that's an interesting <laughs> defensive thing to say. Talking about your <laughs> talking about your Fast and Furious Legos. I'm not a geek. Yeah, for Dude, sure. I'm man, like for sure. I'm like on three. I'm the, I'm now like three circles of irony deep at least, where I'm fully back on the Funkos again. I got I got an <laughs> Alfred e. Newman right here. For a while, I think they're they're making sick Funkos. I can't help it. I I just I love buying shit. What else do I have yeah. on my desk? This is what I've happens. Got, I mean, Legos are too expensive to, 
Legos yeah, are too exactly. expensive to like love. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. If you look at like a, a set, right? Like I have I a miniature have... garbage pail kid toy on my desk that I've never opened. Okay, I, I just like bought that. it once and just put it here, and I've never even touched it again for months. I mean, I have like three Lego sets on my desk, the Seinfeld TV, but I took it apart. Sam so probably has like legal it. documents on his desk or something. <laughs> yeah. like, no, look, I have, I have a Kinder Surprise toy that I play with sometimes. Oh, that's pretty good. It's kind of like a Lego. Um, We're yeah, other, just, millennials should just be rounded up and killed. Wait, are you <laughs> millennial know. or Gen X? I don't know. I think I'm millennial, but like, Maybe like you're barely. Yeah. 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 I'm a senior or what are they called? Geriatric millennial. Geriatric but I also <laughs> think that I have a lot more in common with millennials than Gen X. And it's not like old guy trying to be young. It's just that I like, you know, dur- yes, <laughs> during Gen X, the Gen X stuff I liked, but as a kid, you know, like the movie singles, I fucking loved that movie. Oh yeah. But it, maybe you were trying to Lego set of singles. It's not like Matt <laughs> Dillon Lego set. <laughs> Do you have the friends Lego? I know I've seen that a lot. Nah, I Central can't do that. Park. I can't get friends. It's funny. I got Seinfeld, but I won't get friends or Queer Eye, and that's not homophobic reasons. Mm. I just don't want to have it. Well, it's friends um, and Queer Eye kind of cancel each other out, don't they? Because isn't friends like super <laughs> homophobic? Super homophobic, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 have, I assume you're, you're and Queer Eye is gay as hell. There, there are Lego sets. But like in my mind, I was like, "Okay, Seinfeld, Friends, I get that because they're sitcoms that you just threw in a reality show." And I was like, "I don't know. That's that's just those are the TV shows that they've made Lego sets at." Yeah, and they made The Office. Okay. But here's the thing about I, I this is such a dork thing that I'm gonna say, but like, <laughs> you know, I like the set yeah, with like a lot of pieces. Um, you want a you know, challenge? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the biggest one I have is like 3,500 pieces. It was $350 and I got it for, for fucking Father's Day and I put it together and, and I really liked it. And also they have to be ages 18 and up. I need, I don't <laughs> you want that sexy Lego. The porno. Porno no, Lego. Not- <laughs> well, that would be cool. Did they, did yeah. they make what's porno the, Legos? The, yeah, what's the sexiest Lego? Is there like you a, have, a vagina? Josiah, Josiah, you need to get into the Lego groups where they do vagina Lego. <laughs> Lego group, Lego, there's Lego groups that do, they call them, oh, fuck, it's something, uh, uh, like, it. well, they call it. They make Lego pussies? They make Lego pussies. They might. I mean, they make all kinds of shit. People, it's something called create, there you go, Lego puss. Yeah. Um, A lot of of different representations, all different sizes of shapes represented in the Lego puss (laughs) Google image results. Buy Lego vagina free shipping on AliExpress. There you go. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, really? You don't want to buy the bootleg Legos, though? That's what people are always trying to turn me on to. And it's like, I have this weird thing about bootlegs when, when I was growing up, uh, I once was sitting in class and this kid walked up to another kid that was wearing a gold chain and he went to the back of it and he like lifted it up with his finger and uh, he had the the green shit on his neck from like <laughs> eight gold chains and people called him poor for the rest of his life. I'm sure there's still people screaming at him and calling him poor. And then, right. you know, they would also check tags on your clothes. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if, of course, if it was like not the real shit, they would they would come behind you and pull your tag up. So like, I'm. What do you mean? Of course, I it. I don't remember people checking this shit. In, well, that's uh, that's the, exactly. I mean, exactly, Sam, and that's why you don't collect needless items with your <laughs> first ever uh, financial. You know, health. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I my family was into collecting. Well, my family was super poor when I was a kid too. My mom has apologized to me for this so many times, but like I grew up being poor. Well, for this specific uh, oh, okay. so thing I'm about to say, I mean, well, it kind of is, but um, uh, we we moved. Like I was born in Canada, then we lived in Scotland for like five years when I was a little kid. Then we moved back to Canada. Already culture shock, getting getting bullied constantly. Um, my dad was a professor. It was just one income. We just moved back. So poor. My mom was like, oh, you can wear this winter jacket that I found at Value Village, but there's just one problem. It was in the girls' section, but it's really cheap, but it's like, it like floral. So I'll just make it black. So what she did was she, in like grade four, she spray painted it black. And then I went to school and all the other kids at school were like hacking up a lot. Like they couldn't breathe at all because it like smelled so bad, like spray I was- paint. I always think of like younger people than me, like people in their like, I always, I always see people in their like thirties, uh, as very lucky growing up because the thrift store stuff was in style and cool. And you could go to the thrift store and get stuff for, you know, $2 for a shirt. When I was growing up and, you know, I got into high school, I think in 94, uh, you're Gen X, Brian. You're definitely Gen. That's X. fine that's with fuck. me. I like, don't even mathematically. Know. I think you're definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, Gen I was X. born in '79, but it's a it's a that is that's like the year. most Gen X year imaginable. It's like Smashing Pumpkin song. That. Just the name, the vibe, the whole vibe of it is like Gen X. Okay, Ground Zero. But you couldn't wear. You had to have like labels on, like guests, and if you went to the thrift store, if somebody fucking, I remember. Me and my friend saw a girl walking into Big Lots with her parents, which is this like discount store in the in in the United States. I think they're all over. They're going into this discount closeout store, and we fucking made fun of her for like the whole year just for going to a fucking discount store. <laughs> so it was like I was super terrified of like people you know checking in on me telling me i'm wearing the wrong shit and i i like i really wish i was around because gen x also was gen x was when they were doing thrift store stuff but it took took a minute i feel like it took a minute because even i mean i think it was more the fumes of the spray paint that was bumming everyone out rather (laughs) (laughs) the look like how was the fit was the fit itself good I feel like it was, it had some like, you know, in at the waist. I would definitely wear it now without question. I mean, yeah. that, like, that's like some Balenciaga type shit. Now, it sounds but, droopy as hell. Yeah. But like, I remember also being obsessed with Umbro because everyone else had like head to toe Umbro gear. And my, <laughs> my mom could only afford, you know, like I had a couple items that I would just wear all the time. But I was like, oh, I wish I could have everything Umbro. And now I see Umbro in the discount stores and I'm like, Maybe I should buy this Umbro body wash that they have at Dollarama because it has the Umbro <laughs> logo on it. But I don't know. You smelled like Umbro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's funny? Mm. I grew up in a house with two Newfoundland dogs, and uh, we had an above ground pool when I was growing up, and uh, they would swim 
in the pool. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's strange. Oh, because new. What do they look like? Swim, I need to look that's their up. gimmick. You know what I mean? Is they're, <laughs> they're hairy and they swim. Um, just picture like all day long. You just put these dogs in there. They just swim around in circles. I just like the idea that every forward. dog has a gimmick. You know, where like, yeah. oh, that dog's gimmick is. <laughs> the leader dog gimmick is that it's small and looks like a hot dog. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Pitbull gimmick is uh, eating babies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this dog's gimmick was like swimming and then my pet. Teenage, my parents worked all day, so it was just us at home. And I think like there's five of us, but like I remember, we just let the dogs do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. So they would get in the pool, swim, and then walk into the house and like shake the fucking water off in the house. And my parents weren't like wash bathing them either, so these dogs smelled like fucking shit i one time had my my brother one time had uh 10 pounds over 10 pounds of weed in the basement and my parents didn't smell it because the house smelled <laughs> like, like a fucking dog and uh i had this san jose shark starter jacket that was fucking oh. sweet and uh i went to school and this girl uh asked if she could borrow it and i i i let her borrow it and then she took it to another class that i wasn't in and fucking everybody was like dude your your jacket smells like a fucking dog and cigarettes because i smoked too so the, the jacket <laughs> smells like dog and fucking cigarettes and she had to like ask if she could go give it back to me in another class and it was just I was miserable. I was so mad at my parents about the dogs. I have never owned a dog in my life. I've never had a dog or a cat. I have no pets in my house. I have a firm specifically no uh, because of olfactory uh, issues. Because of, like, but specifically because of the San Jose sh yeah. uh, shark starter. Yeah, it's like, because of that starter. It's just traumatic. So, yeah, it was. It was so traumatic. And and like I just I like don't. I, I mean, I'm obsessed with my smell now too. You know, do you, have, like, yeah. do you have a signature odor, or do you just mean like, like, do, do you put anything? Does on anyone, does anyone ever smell? truly know what they smell like? Is the other no. thing, like, is it possible no. to know? I don't think so. Because I would, when I go, when you go on vacation or you're gone for a few days and you come home, that's your smell, like, you, yeah, and smell. Because I used to go on tour and be gone for two and a half weeks. And my wife and daughter would be living in the house while I was gone. I'd come home and I would smell the house and I'd be like, okay, that's what the house smells like. I can live with that. That's not <laughs> too bad. You yeah. Know? Do you wear stuff now? You got, you got a signature scent? You rock I with? don't know, but I have started wearing, this has like been embarrassing to me a little bit. I've, I've been wearing uh, old spice oh, uh, yeah. deodorant because what happens? Is it embarrassing because of the ads? Well, no, they make those fucking, they married. I bought a, I got, I've, I got fed up because I bought a deodorant and the smell was supposed to be stone. And I don't know what stone was supposed <laughs> to smell like, but it didn't smell at all to me. And I was fucking irritated with it. And then I bought sandalwood. It barely smelled like anything. And I was like, I just got to go back to the old school get the old spice deodorant. And then when I put it on and I climb in bed and I put my arms up, my wife's like, damn, you smell good. <laughs> she never so said that flavors with the of old spice. Deodorant. 
There's so many flavors called like epic party and stuff. Like yes. I, that would be my rich guy thing to own every flavor of Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I wanted to I wanted to do a cultural exchange with you guys. I mm. you guys have taught me mm. about Blink 182 and pop punk. Yeah. And uh look, these were things I hate. Important also. stuff. That's, and you don't hate them because I hate them, I think. I don't <laughs> think I like them. I don't, I, I've never listened to a whole album. I, mm -hmm. I will say that. But I think the funny album Genetics, titles, probably. it just wasn't cool. I was into corn, which I know oh. I was into like new metal at that time. And uh, so you guys were like, I mean, I hate to say it now. It looks bad in 2022, but I probably would have been calling you guys gay if you were into Blink. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I wonder. I wonder if you would have been using some other words too. But. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 when, you, when you were like, "It's not right," I was like, "He's gonna say it." <laughs> like, as, you, as you were winding up into it, a corn I fan. Wanna. I wonder what word a corn fan would use too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was the same way. Where I grew up, skaters were dorks like everybody was mean to skaters and they like would pick on them and people would like i don't know what about like grunge people what did you think about grunge people uh you know what there was a period where i was like you know what i'm gonna go grunge uh after all the like so basically for me grunge was like when i wanted to dress up to like impress a girl like i would normally wear like t-shirt and jinko jeans and obviously uh, the hat, and I also have very weird hair for a period of time. And uh, what does weird I would hair wear mean in this context. I want to conjure it in my mind. So I used to shave a fade up my sides. And you, back. sorry, you would shave it yourself? No, 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 no. My buddy okay. would shave me a fade on my mm -hmm. sides and back, and then I I left the bangs. So whoa, like I would have a little bit of hair on top, and then bangs that come down to like below my eyes and is that the haircut that monroe the mad magazine character has? <laughs> yeah, i think you're right oh my god deep mad ref <laughs> dropping the deep mad ref <laughs> so, he, it was a style at the time yeah, uh, there was a cartoon character based on it yeah, exactly. and i used to have girls uh would help me out and they would like uh uh braid them and put different colored um you know things in them uh rubber bands with them so i would do that every once in a while and it's a shame because there's really not like i don't think there are any pictures of me with this hairdo but i was extremely i didn't have monroe's hair i'm looking at monroe now and uh <laughs> It was hipper than that at the time. Oh, I okay. feel like you're like Monroe was a troubled soul. It's yeah, yeah fair. he was. I mean, oh no, Monroe looking cartoon, but Monroe shaved it. Or no, he had the big things. Okay, I'm looking at him. No, I I just I just had the bangs, and then one time, my my brother uh, or I was having my friend cut my hair. My other friend wasn't able to do it, so. I, I don't go to barbers. I was having my friend cut my hair and he fucked it up and had to shave the bangs off. And I fucking <laughs> locked myself in a bathroom and screamed, you just made me look like an army F slur is what I said. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't want to look like somebody in the army. <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, like, I'm going wild up, combination. <laughs> yes, growing up with growing up with this stuff uh, uh, was very much like um, I knew the kind of guys you were, right? Like I knew the Blink One Eighty Two people, but I think we just like sort of hated them. You know what I mean? And you, I, well, you must you're like a shock jock guy. Obviously, that's one of the main things you're doing. Was that what you were into back then too? Like, did you like silly things at all? I feel like being into no. pop punk meant that you liked being silly. I I hated it. I remember and and I hate this guy now, but at the time I was like a Marilyn Manson fan. And I remember he did an interview where he said anybody that smiles while they're playing an instrument should be beaten to death with the <laughs> instrument. And I would just walk around saying that. Like <laughs> I agree with that now. You know, he said some right he said some things right, I guess. That's a really art from the artist, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> with that one quote. Yeah, with that single single insight. But it seems like to me, like Limp Biscuit did have goofy songs and so did corn corn had all in the family which i don't know if you guys hilarious here's the thing i was a huge corn fan like huge huge corn fan yeah i always uh, wondered that sam because so sam is like always going to see even though i live in quebec sam's always going to see like quebecois corn cover bands and stuff he's like a deep head but i was huge in quebec like still but huge I, in quebec so like corn yeah. montreal's premiere Corn tribute band, Pimp Biscuit, Montreal's premier Lip Biscuit uh, tribute band, Not Slip, uh, just like absolute <laughs> A plus because they have time. It's Montreal. They spend like a hundred dollars on rent every month, and the rest of the time they're like rehearsing. Being but I didn't the, know the greatest facsimile of corn imaginable. I didn't know if you were always a new metalhead or if you just like if that if it was more like kind of how it's like hip. Oh, like a latter like day affectation or something. Because I got into nice corn. Man. I got into corn through the Skrillex collab uh, when we were on tour. Oh, I heard it and I was like, oh, this is tight. <laughs> no, I mean, I got oh. into corn through Follow the Leader. Like, so not the, because I, I'm a, like a little bit, a little bit younger. Uh, and, but then I went backwards and, you know, to me, it was, it was possible to be into Blink 182, Ben Folds 5, and corn, but I'm just built different. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are younger too. And I think you guys, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are also younger. So, like, I think younger people were kind of allowed to have varied taste. I think that's true. And it keeps getting, yeah. it keeps the, the sort of like, there's got to be a new way. I, I feel like I'm already using an outmoded word, but it was like very, very tribal, right? It was like you weren't yes. allowed to like, I thought you were going to like that. and everything Absolutely. else is fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, don't I'm, not, I'm not Jonathan Davis. So um, <laughs> people would be so it, mad at that. But yeah, got better, right. you know, you weren't allowed to like, you had to pick like a if you liked metal, you technically were allowed to like rap, but only the Wu Tang Clan, really. That yeah. was the only rap oh, you were God. allowed to like. But you weren't. When I grew up, man, you were just you had to take a side, and mm -hmm. like my friends and I chose new metal, and I was early to the party too. I will say that I feel pretty confident in saying that, like. I saw Corn live the first time in 1994, and they were opening for Megadeth awesome. on a theater tour. So oh I was there God. early. I saw them like seven or eight times before I saw them in an arena, and like um, I was super early to it. But then I, I don't know. It, it, I, you guys 
definitely have to have that thing where like they start to get famous and then you start to just be like these fucking sellouts and they don't even do of anything course. like corn never did it. skrillex might have been a sellout out no but that record is so fucking good it's like it's a very <laughs> acceptable sellout <laughs> yeah but it, at that time i was into corn i was into limp biscuit and yeah i was listening to a lot of howard stern at that time like i had gotten into him when i was in the 10th grade so like i i was kind of like i never wanted to be a comedian ever in my life i really wanted to be in a band but not enough to learn how to play an instrument <laughs> or even sing or anything like that um and I just kind of defaulted to podcaster when i figured out nobody's gonna ask me to be in their band <laughs> i mean podcasting is the perfect thing to do if you're too lazy to work on any craft at all and just want to still get attention every week i think it's kind of the perfect media it's the dream it's the goddamn dream <laughs> i mean i feel so lucky that i got to tour this thing and that i will definitely do something live again like i did get to be on stage i just thought comedians were fucking dorks back then i couldn't fucking stand i thought oh, all comedians you were, were right. jerry seinfeld <laughs> yeah i thought and they were all jerry and now seinfeld. you have his lego so what does that and say? i have his lego set but i didn't watch his show i watched martin instead you know he's on at the same time but um so i went i have I turned you guys on to Draymond, David Draymond oh on God. the POD cast. And Incredible. I do have David Draymond audio, but I, I thought you were gonna also, say you have David Draymond on the on the horn. Uh, he was like, just, he's been waiting. <laughs> he was like just, in your house or in, no, in, in your Columbus, town? <laughs> and I'll yeah. bet you we could have got I'll bet you I could have interviewed him if me and Josiah worked on him for a few days. I've tried, you know, I mentioned last time I've been trying. I tried to get him on Blocked Party. I, I like he unfollowed me. Are you in the DMs or were you just sort of? I, uh, he, I, well, he he followed me back me. and I put up with all of his fucking insane shit that he posts all the time just so that I could stay mutuals. But then I, I DM'd him and invited him on the blog party. I don't think I even told either of them about it. But <laughs> then he was like, I don't really do podcasts, and he unfollowed me. But no, I can still I can still DM him. If, if anyone has anything they want to say in the DMs to David Draymond, let me know. I'll happily Tell him his on. documentary is a beautiful piece of art. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so I went and I looked for anything i could uh, any david draymond i can find and obviously we're going to play a few of the device uh song meaning things but right before i started recording and i'm trying i want to teach you guys i tried to teach josiah about this i played a little bit of them when when he co-hosted oh, yeah. street fight with me of uh sully erna from godsmack does a oh wow and, is uh, it fucking great dude oh. the I the clip that Brian showed me is like I think one of the most culturally insensitive things I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. It's so fucked. Did I can play that like one his... again. I'm always down to play that one. <laughs> I think Sam needs to see. I would, love, I would really, really love to experience this. Is Godsmack like a going concern? Because they to to me they were just sort of the one hit, but it's a it's a big hit uh yes they are they i mean they've done really fucking well as far as like um they've what's done like, really what's the annual like one income? of the biggest bands 
Yeah. Like, what, like I know they must have sold <laughs> records, but like, what do you think they're making like on a tour? Like, what's David Draymond taking home? It can't be oh, that much. Is that it? fucking guys are yeah. selling so many tickets. Really? When you're in Ohio. Like you got to think about like they the just tour back and forth through Ohio. <laughs> well, they <laughs> tour through this whole part of the country and flyover country. Yeah, is that what and it's it, called? <laughs> that's what they call it. Yeah, um, I'm getting there. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find him. Okay, so I'll I'll set it up to. Um, this is Sully. Sully from Godsmack has decided that. He wants to do a game on his podcast called Radness or Madness. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a very funny bit. You you guys just you'll is never Godsmack get it. like because whatever is the single, right? Yeah. It, is the rest of it like that? Because it's like pretty groovy. Like I, I'm I'm gonna listen to it when we're done here. Like I want to hear that. Um, they do they they are doing like um they're doing i got a 5924 yeah i'm ha i'm i'm trying to they they are doing they are like um got it i think i got it here wait a minute oh brian but yeah they <laughs> they are still touring and i think they sell do arenas i because if they're kind of America's weird, so like, weird even their logo is like kind of like almost hip. Like I feel like they could almost get on the turnstile wave if they just like it's all, it's kind of like sublimey a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It has a, <laughs> it's almost on it's, that. I don't know. It's there for sure. I think I think like the 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 critical rejuvenation of, of Godsmack. Maybe it starts here. I mean, well, uh, maybe <laughs> not. I mean, once you see, sounds, yeah, once you see that. Sully, I think he's the problem holding the. I'm back about to. From, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I got it. I got it up here. I don't think the pitchfork set will like uh, this. <laughs> this is so they're playing Radness or Madness. And uh, here we go. Here it comes. I, 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 I got to tell you. What's Jacoby Shaddix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is rad. Oh, fucking mad. Because, yes, he's. You might, do you Jacoby need to explain? Shaddix. Do you need to yes. explain what this, what it is? It's Jacoby. <laughs> he's talking to Jacoby about this collaboration he did. And with, we're all Jacoby, uh, Jacoby positive here, right? Is there anything I, I don't know about Jacoby? I mean, he's not the worst guy in the world, I don't think, but he is incredibly annoying. Sure, and, that's uh, not a crime. I don't like a famous. I do guy a podcast with his Josiah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is his name not Jacoby Shaddix? But he came out at first as Kobe Dick, and oh, then he changed it. That's way Dick. better. Oh, that's so much better. That's, That's kind like of two, uh, two chains used to be titty boy, right? Like it's like way yeah. better. Yeah. First thought, best but they also, uh, I will say that like, like Papa Roach was too punk for me back then. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Yeah. They weren't kind of true. Bad. They weren't true new metal. That's, he's kind of trying to play both, both sides, I think. And I think he's a yeah. little bit too pretty to be, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's Here too pretty. Okay. So this is a collaboration that Kobe, Jacoby Shaddix did with a band called The Who, the H-U. And uh, he'll explain the whole thing for you in this clip. I can't, All right. I can't get a gauge on it. I've heard about these fucking guys, but I, until I seen it, I didn't know you did a collaboration. But All can, right, we, can we please roll the next clip? I think I, I think I know what's coming. Oh, yeah. Wait, you're going to just hear this dude's voice. <laughs> right here, here we go. Right here. 
Yeah, that's it. Here it comes. Oh, it's my favorite thing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, that <laughs> sounds like that sounds like my ass in the morning after like a half a bottle of whiskey and some refried beans and Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know. Is, is it good? Is it? I don't. I don't know what to think of it. It's, I've never heard them before. Yeah, these are my guys, man. So they're called the Who. They're from Mongolia, and um, <laughs> this guy I know discovered them online, found this video, and was just super into it. And so he brought it to Eleven Seven, and they, and they signed the group, and they were looking for collaborators to bring like. So that he's wow. He, I don't think I said this last time, but Brian, I don't think you realize like what he just said. If if a Canadian me- media figure said something like that about any kind of you know indigenous form of expression, because he's doing like they a would literally thing. is that like a Tobin yes, yeah. singing thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. like That's like some, if some awesome. if somebody said that in Canada, they would literally never work again. Probably <laughs> That's like, true. actually, That's absolutely true. There's no. <laughs> Like if you said that, like so, there's like a very you know famous in in, in certain circles, like throat singer in Canada, uh, Tanya Tagak, and like I'm so I'm imagining someone in Canadian media because there's like, like there's a there's a there's a, there's a famous throat singer or like part Canada, of what she does yeah. is like rooted in traditional Inuit throat singing, and like yeah, imagine like even if it was just like. So, like not not like on TV, if it was on a podcast or something like that, you would you would have to leave the fucking country. Like I, yeah. I think if you said that, like in like there's like uh, I mean we're getting too Canadian, but there's like it's there's like Canadian, change. there's there's like there's something called the Polaris Prize in Canada, which is this whole fucking thing. But there's a secret board where people post candidly what they actually think about Canadian music. There's only like fifty people in it, and if you say something off color in there, it'll have a ripple effect like on your like it gets around like it, they would find this and destroy you and canada's not big enough to have like an intellectual dark web you know like we just got <laughs> yeah. one web and it's like sort of it's dusky it's like it, it's not <laughs> yeah. great but it's not fucking horrible and this is not a web and this is all in uh, this is not a critique of canada it's more that i wish that uh sully was canadian so that he could be fucking destroyed for what he just <laughs> said he yeah. that i i just the reason i cut that out the first time because i do a uh, series on on the patreon called butt fest which is about butt rock music and that's how i discovered the um the sully podcast because we'll, we'll kind of make fun of interviews with with guys like this and um we we I, that's how i found it and the reason I clipped that wasn't because of how insensitive it is, but it is very insensitive. <laughs> it's the really bad joke that he did. So but it's like, bad. that sounds like my ass when I, I eat refried beans at Mexican food. In addition to being tone deaf or offensive, sorry, see, look, man, uh, <laughs> look, it's, it's tough to talk. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it must be tough being, for you, eh? It is really hard for me, thank you. But it should be incredibly fucking offensive. It's also just like a terrible joke. The worst and and on joke. top of that, it's like he's talking to the guy who made the song. Like that's the other yeah, thing. Like one of the you can see him in the video. He's on the song. And he's he like radness or badness. Or radness or badness. And I radness is good and madness is bad, which madness isn't even 
I would have said badness, I think. If, if I wouldn't yeah, have done yeah. a radness thing, you know, I wouldn't have said that. But if <laughs> yeah. I was going to punch up Solly's concept, I would say <laughs> radness you should badness. Him. Yeah, he could help some. produce the show. <laughs> or he Just could be a new... Me. He could be your new permanent street fight co-host, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude! If you listen to some episodes of this show, it will blow you away how stupid and talentless this guy is when it comes to. I'm talking about street like, fight. Yes. <laughs> with Sully, it's with Sully. It is like, man. I guess he can sing. I I hate that kind of singing though. You know, that I'm it's doing horrible. the best I ever did. Like, I don't like that. So I don't care if he can sing. But, like, he is not funny. And, like, he wants to be so bad. He's kind of like Blink-182 in a way. Because I don't think Blink-182 ever did something funny in the whole I agree. I agree not with on you. purpose. Yeah, no. not on, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. They are funny, but they don't know why. <laughs> yeah because i remember take off your pants and jacket came out and i did hear it the first time and laugh but the problem with naming your album take off your pants and jacket is that like it exists forever and the joke is only funny one time for like 10 seconds well i was uh, one of the people who didn't get the joke until like 10 years in i don't know sam <laughs> were you the same way i, I it took me forever i was like why are well, people talking about this title I'm 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 pretty intellectual, so I definitely got it right away. You got it right away. God damn! You didn't go um, on. Did you go on official website? Uh, I, I used to go on the official corn website and the official uh, Deftones website, and like talk on their forums. And uh, oh, you, you didn't do that with Blink One Eighty Two. No, I did that with like because I was like I was already like you know I was like pretty hip pretty early on. I was always going to like underground shows, so I was always on message boards for like the scene. And I was definitely causing a lot of scene drama. Constantly. <laughs> I was like a little shit. I was basically doing what I do on Twitter now, but uh, intentionally just to hurt like 10 people's feelings in the scene. <laughs> that, you, that you're going to be in the same room with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like <laughs> really begging to be punched in the face, but it still yeah. hasn't happened. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I mean. Someone owes me one, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time on DeftonesWorldwide.com, which was their <laughs> official page, and would, you know, just chat. I, it was so such a weird thing at that time, because it's like, what really is there to talk about when album cycles are like two and a half years? You know, because back then, album cycles were so fucking long, and it's like, what are we talking about uh, on like month 15 of the White Pony album cycle <laughs> did well, you have like it? a deftone specific username that you posted under or was it just when i was on uh i don't remember at that time what it was but i know that my first online name was defcorn 420 oh, uh, that's really good is that like defcon no def that... def no i know i'm saying were you playing on that though like on nope, defcon i wouldn't have even known that <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is too stupid to know something like that. <laughs> I had my I, I think we talked about some weed. On our pod, my my brother-in-law, my my wife's brother, uh, his email growing up was, I believe, some newfound punk. Like, and that was his because <laughs> it was all about mashing that shit together. Like uh, yeah, I, yeah. my my buddy that was really into new metal growing up, uh, his his email was 
Head Monkey 69. <laughs> nice. You always got to get a 420 because yeah. I had Limp Corn 666 too, which weird one, but you know. Yeah. I, uh, see, I've always been so bad at thinking of usernames that I've just always posted under my own name, thus severely limiting my opportunities in life with all the things <laughs> I've done. <laughs> well, I'm the same. I, I don't use my, my, my real name's not murder, but I, I kind of backed into the name. And then after a while, it's like, you know, it kind of sounds like a cool, uh, punk thing. Like it does. Yeah. It's a cool name, especially with the X. You seem straight. That's true. Yeah. If, if, like with your <laughs> with username your alone. I know. Yeah. I know. Cause I'm not. But let's take out. Let's take a look at Hometown Sessions episode eight with Brent Smith of Shinedown. You guys, big Shinedown heads. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down with the shine. I only know "Simple Kind of Man." Their cover of that, which every band does now. I definitely Shinedown. They did it. Are they on the Spider-Man soundtrack or something? Is that? I think that's Saliva. I think oh, that's okay. Why. I don't think I've ever right. heard Shine Down. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is like again. This feels like there is a little bit of a cultural thing where there's like it's a cultural some, exchange. This is why this is a cultural exchange because there's some like I know the name, but there's some butt rocky yeah. new metal. Because is this butt rock or new metal? Yeah, I, he's more butt it, and new. I think it's more butt rock and it's newer. I was than, probably listening oh, to like Christian Fanez or like Rune Gramophone or Compact Records. <laughs> I was like probably like way up my own ass when this came out. Uh, so what, I think what year, what year like is 2010 or so, right? I think. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, so I was just listening to a Wilhelm scream. Like I was just listening I was like, to, and I was like collecting. Pronounce. I was collecting ambient record vinyls. Uh, I went to like a <laughs> store in Paris that only sold ambient records, and like dropped wow. three hundred dollars there. I was like in that era when this happened. I do I very like, passionate I, about against me. I, oh, me too. I do well, way too late, by the way. For yeah, me, really? Me, I got into them in like 2011 or 2012. Uh, never heard of them until then. How did you um, hear of them? Which era was that? Uh, somebody, uh, no, it doesn't matter which era it was because I was just li listening to Reinventing Axl Rose. It's oh, sort of yeah. like, oh my God. You, you, so you had like a, a late stage folk punk phase, basically? <laughs> just that. Just that. Oh, I guess I listened to a little bit of Johnny Hobo too for a period of time. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. I never but, heard of that. No. Never, oh, I can't believe seems, you never heard seems... of him insensitive so that's that seems like something that sully would say <laughs> well sully's talking to shine down uh brent smith from shine down which by the way also has a podcast also tries to do jokes also very bad every time it's great is there a good like, that's like music. the least rock star name ever brent smith <laughs> i thought it was canadian i thought it's part of your cultural exchange that you called it the hometown sessions with brent smith and i was like i feel like i produced this for like a you know like canadian telecom brand 10 years ago like all of these words are so generically canadian <laughs> brent brent smith i believe is a uh memphis guy though i think shine down uh, memphis band knoxville tennessee i think is where he's originally from at least i'm checking is there out. also a canadian country star named brent smith i swear to fucking god I mean, there's probably thousands of guys named Brent Smith. He's collabed with Theory Brent of a Dead Kissel, Man. Brent Kissel. I'm thinking oh, of Brent God, Kissel. All right, wow. let's, band let's, of let's, all time. I never thought I'd say this, but let's see the fucking Sully. Uh, you know, <laughs> I hear it. Let's hear what I got here. 
it's been a little frustrating for me over the years. And by the way, I am a huge supporter of the Grammys. I'm a huge supporter of Music Cares. <laughs> what <laughs> accent is this? Say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Massachusetts. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I love the line, I'm a huge supporter of the Grammys. <laughs> I'm a huge supporter of the Grammys. Wow, what the fuck? I love that. His accent okay. makes him sound like a five-year-old who hasn't learned how to like say R's and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a huge supporter <laughs> of the Grammys. Here you go. I'm always staying supporting up right. their events. I do my part when they ask us to do anything because what they do, I think – the causes that they stand for are really great and, and are needed, especially within <laughs> oh, the artist industry, because so many of us fall into the severe depressions or the addictions or the suicidal tendencies and things yeah. like that. And as you know, I mean, you'd be lucky to fall into suicidal tendencies. They made it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them have probably heard of suicidal tendencies before. I saw, yeah, I, I, for them. I went to go see, suicidal tendencies one time and got kicked out before they got on stage so smoking weed there was like 16 people at the place and we decided we were going to smoke weed in the middle of the floor and uh <laughs> the guy was like you can't you gotta <laughs> like what are you fucking doing man watching yeah. people get kicked out of shows before the band starts is and i feel like it's been a minute i feel like maybe like i don't go to the right shows anymore like people have just generally got control of themselves but like I saw a Kiss play once in Quebec City uh, on the, the Plains of Abraham. It was like 70,000 people. It's a massive battlefield, important site in Canadian history. They do this festival there every summer. And I have never seen more people carried over the barricade before a band started in my life. Like hundreds of people were too fucking drunk and got passed to the front and then just were like taken away to a, to a tent uh, in full Kiss makeup. It was so beautiful. It was so I was in an I was in an OzFest riot. In 1997, I went to Ozfest and there was a riot because this is so. This is like my favorite. Which band wasn't playing? <laughs> yeah. Well, you we got to hear like shine the, down canceled. What actually? So so they don't fucking tell you anything when you're coming in, and people. It was 97, so it was the first year Ozfest had gone on tour, and uh, they're like, um, they're we show up at fucking nine o'clock in the morning. Shit housed, like already just so drunk. How and old are you at this point? I am 16 or 17. No, I'm 18. Oh, yes. I'm 18. Awesome. And, and all of us are so fucking drunk. And when did you start I, drinking? Like, when did you like, what was the, cause waking up early is hard when you're that young. So obviously you were committed to the cause, but like, just like what gets you to, to that gate that <laughs> fucked up? It was eight thirty or nine or something like that. And then we got yeah. in a car and drove. To, first of all, a car that wasn't even ours. Uh, it was <laughs> technically not stolen, but also could have been considered <laughs> stolen. And uh, the person that you boarded from didn't know. Didn't know you had bored it kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yes, that's perfect. Yeah. They had no <laughs> idea that we were taking it. Uh, and um, yeah. we got uh ten dollars in pennies and rolled them up because we did none of us had fucking any money at all i went there with zero dollars in my pocket and uh we got there we paid for parking with pennies which is fucking evil and mean <laughs> to the parking attendant people and then we got in there everybody's fucking drunk so the whole day is like rowdy everybody's throwing sod at each other it's massive and people are just going crazy and people are just 
by even like three o'clock, it was so rowdy at this thing. And um, then, you know, the, the, a band comes out and performs and then like an, almost like an all-star band of like had uh, Peter Steele from typo negative. They had Marilyn Manson that Phil Anselmo and, and Dimebag from Pantera. And they had, I think there was, it was just like a mix of all these bands playing Aussie songs. It was pretty sick. That's and then, sick. and then, uh, uh, Phil Anselmo at, at the end, he's like, yeah, Ozzy's not going to make it now at this time of my life. I don't give a fuck about Ozzy. <laughs> like I, I couldn't have, I probably knew five Ozzy songs. Cause I was there for like the earlier in the day, the coal chamber and stuff. And, um, the, and people start booing. And then Phil says, fuck this. I don't have to put up with this. Threw the mic down. And then the place just exploded. Started kicking the fence down. Uh, helicopters were flying around with the lights <laughs> on us. Saying, like, everybody chill out. The cops were handcuffing people to trees. And saying, we'll come back and get you. And, like, it was just this fucking massive, massive riot uh, of people who, like, I, I, was, I was, like, egging it on on the way out and i was like fuck this if ozzy can't even show up to his own festival this is fucking bullshit man and it's like meanwhile we got a better show <laughs> than ozzy. way more unique that's awesome that's so sick yeah like that place got tore down though the fence cars were getting flipped there were fires <laughs> people were breaking windows and shit. Dude, if we're getting like wild. multiple woodstock 99 documentaries i want to see a documentary about the columbus Ozfest riot of yes seriously seven or well, i was at woodstock 99 too so i was also there Okay, so I feel like there's a common denominator when they're like tracing and they're like, it's uh, Fred Durst's <laughs> fault or it's the organizer's fault or it's toxic masculinity's fault. No, it's Murder Brian. Well, like, he's, kind of like all, he's kind of the Venn diagram of all three of those things. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, I have told this on a show. It's sort of embarrassing to me, but we left uh, Sunday morning because I was like, I can't stay here anymore, man. <laughs> this is miserable. I'm that not is, having that is fun. <laughs> I didn't want to you see... I didn't want to see the red hot. You're not chili toxic peppers. enough. Oh, that's defensible. <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah, are yeah. taking a very strong stance on the red hot chili peppers these days. So I support you. If you look <laughs> at the true. three, the last day of music, there was sort of like kind of nothing there that I was into. I was there for Limp Biscuit, Corn, and ICP. So um, let's see what he's talking to Shine Down about. No, here. we've lost some amazing people along the way. So for those things, I think, you know, it really is strong for what they stand for. But I also get frustrated because when I see an entity like that, that is the elite award show for musicians, they're the Oscars for musicians, and at least okay. that's what they were. <laughs> and yet they cut a hard rock category out as if it's invalid, as if, as if the Beatles and the Elvises and the Zeppelins and the Rolling Stones of the world are... Are He's all like a music encyclopedia name, well. name dropping all those bands. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, no he shit. Knows wow. <laughs> I like this thing that he like really like this is his cause where he's like, uh, yeah, the Grammys, which I love, by the way. <laughs> I've never heard somebody say that in my life. I've never heard somebody say that they like the Grammys. And I don't think Godsmack has ever won a Grammy. 
which is maybe why he's kind of pissed off that they got rid of the Hard Rock Grammy. Right. Right. He's like, wait, our next record is going to be the one. The idea of like offering a critique of an arts institution, but catching it in your deep respect is incredibly Canadian. That's true. Because, That's again, very a, true. You know, you can't criticize anything in this country or say racist shit. So again, like <laughs> some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um, just because like eventually you're going to need a job there. You know, like you, yeah. you, all of your friends work at the Canadian Grammys. Um, I think it's too late to care about the Grammys at all. Nobody gives a shit about well, the if Grammys. Like if there was a hard rock category now, it would be handed out like three weeks before the ceremony, which would just be Pitbull playing <laughs> for three hours. You know, like who gives a yeah. fuck? It's not going to be. It's like, oh, there's a metal one though, too. I mean, what's oh, the so difference between hard rock and metal? Anyway. Oh wow! Okay, that's, I see. That's well. That's up to a musicologist like Sully to explain to. They don't stand. Well, a, they don't stand a chance in the metal category. But the hard rock category. I'm looking. The last one was given to them, Crooked Vultures, in 2011. Before oh, that, it was like, ACDC. Before that, Mars Volta, Foo Fighters, Wolf Mother. It hasn't been like in Wolf their category. 2006 was the last like kind of this this genre of music system of a down yeah. one. Uh, the hard you ever rock, look you know at I mean? the uh, uh, you ever look at the heavy metal one? It's got some real funny winners, like no. uh, Jethro Tull one, the yeah. first one. Um, <laughs> I think shit. last year Iron Maiden one, like lat in twenty twenty one. They Maiden. should win the, the, spa the space album, or I, I, <laughs> which was like pretty I can't good. No, the Iron Maiden album. I you think know what? I actually listen to a new Iron Maiden album when it comes out and be like. All right, and then I'll never think about it again. I think Body Count won last year for the metal or best metal performance. Is that different than metal record? I mean, what, uh, no, what they did win shit? last year. As soon as you they start did. talking about Grammys, you have to figure out what's a record and what's a performance. It's, it's not exhausting. It's so also exhausting. Like, what what year? Like, is this is this a recent video that we're watching? Yes, it's twenty twenty one. I believe yeah, so so like 10 years Grammys, after they got <laughs> but rid the of Grammys them. were also like uh, increasingly like a soft target. Like because it was 2019 or 2020 when uh, the guy who ran the Grammys when like no women won a single Grammy and he did the press conference and was asked yeah. about it. He was like, maybe women should just fucking try harder. Yeah. And, but, uh, <laughs> Sam, do you really think Sully and Brent Smith are also <laughs> like, this is like, <laughs> This reminds me of that article that is from a few months ago now that was like, we need to forgive each other about how we acted during COVID. Oh, and, that, everyone, yeah. and then everyone's like, fuck that. All the anti-vaxxers, fuck them. And then the anti-vaxxers are like, I'll never forgive Pfizer. It's kind of like that. It's like everyone hates the Grammys, whether you are a feminist or you're Sully Erna. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? for 20, the funniest Grammy, I think, and I, I wish Jesse Farrar was here to, to give us his opinion on it. But he, uh, he knows a lot about music. <laughs> well, he, big, big this is a band he likes, He's like though. Sully. He loves the Grammys. <laughs> no, it's a band that he likes, though. One Dream Theater, the Alien. Actually. Oh, <laughs> I don't Wait, know if you guys know. Jeff. He likes like Dream Theater. Theater. Such such a. <laughs> Is he a oh my guy? god! Like, I didn't what? Think anyone, dude? Okay, he's done our show twice. I learned that he likes Weezer and Five Iron Frenzy, but he always pretends that he's never heard of any artist. And that, now I know it's because he's a secret. Is there a name for Dream Dream Theater heads? Like fucking <laughs> perpetual <laughs> virgins? <laughs> when he, <laughs> I think he told us on the POD cast maybe or another thing, and I never forgot it because I look at Jesse. Of course. 
I look at him and I'm like, you get that guy can't like dream theater. There's no <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> Who else would though? Obviously, that's like, be the, <laughs> that makes me feel like I'm like never. If I can't spot a, a a dream theater fan, like what good am I? You know, like <laughs> what if I'm friends with someone who's really into dream theater and I don't know it because I've never asked them and they don't. I offer mean, that I'm information. I'm really good friends with a huge Coheed and Cambria fan, and it's like definitely <laughs> so it's just me. That. That's when I just gave up on like you know what, let people enjoy things. Like, I am. I, I, love you man you can like coheed if you want I i'm a friend i'm one of my friends is big into he's one of those dudes that uh um gets real drunk on like a friday night and then shares videos from youtube uh <laughs> like just in a chat like over text you mean like in the group chat yeah he'll just chat it will be in chat it will be in chat and he's like i'm watching this live Coheed and Cambria concert. You guys got to check this out. This kicks ass. And obviously nobody ever checks it out because watching live music. It doesn't sucks. kick ass. No. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. nothing. It, live. I, you know, people yell at me for this. I, I don't think there's ever been a good live album. And, uh, you know, those are my two, my two hard rules with music are no good live albums and no, no good live albums, no remixes. I never want to hear another remix for as long as I live. I have never heard a good remix in my but life. But you also said something on Twitter recently that really speaks to our show is that you've also said that every cover is good. I've yeah. seen you say oh, that that's before. <laughs> that's and true. that's what our show, for five years, we've been proving that constantly, whether it's like a you know, divorced guy who can't play guitar but is doing windmills on his guitar and his sad little basement suite or if it's like a little teen singing their heart out every cover is i think every cover might be better than the original actually that might be my take <laughs> now, now you're gonna get yelled at you're building that's on like it. what i yeah. said barfing that's what i said i like yeah. barfing yeah, so oh, that was insane that was the craziest thing you've ever posted man <laughs> Brian is so fucked in that. I know. I feel like you've never enjoyed your body if you're ranking barfing that high. I don't. I hate. You're just not. You're not using that body right, man. I've said before. I was like, I don't. I. I like. I don't want to think of anything happening under the skin. Like it makes me nervous to think of like. Like if I hear somebody's pulse, if I hear my pulse, it freaks me out. I'm like really weirded out by it. But the truth Maybe you, is- Because you think that it's all barf under there. You think that no, everything is just barf going through. I'm going to get it out. I'm going to tell this story. I probably already told it uh, before, but it was months ago. Uh, as, as of the time that we record, we are recording this, uh, yesterday, I got up and had to shit and uh, went to the bathroom and the toilet clogged. It was just too big of a shit. And that happens to me <laughs> kind of a lot because I eat That's like great. shit or whatever. And uh, you no, know, a I, big shit is healthy, though, I think. I don't think yeah, that it's true. Me, if you're well, eating a now, lot of junk food, you'd be backed up or it'd be little pellets or like, you know, it'd be easy to flush. Well, this was like two, good. this was two days. Like there was okay, a day okay, where I yeah. did shit. And then the next day, <laughs> I fucking like, massive <laughs> shit. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I always try to flush after every turd. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> oh. that's my. I don't like that because you get you get the water. Like it's like it's like if you're in a public bathroom that has the sensor, and you like kind of like you you move a little to look at your phone yeah. or something, and then you get the like sort of dirty bidet effect yeah. into your butt. So I would never you like 
flush active. Oh, also, what do you? What do, how five do you, to so, six times. Quick That's aside. Right. Quick aside. That's, what do you guys think about this new pro bidet lobby going on? I mean, I'm sorry, but I I'll have stick one. with I'll stick with toilet paper. I don't know. What, I love I, it. I, I use toilet paper too, see, but you know, I like to have a bit clean asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such overrated. a good clean hole. Situation. Talking about scents, you know, you got to. I like well, to spread you, my scent around. You leave a little. When bit you walk on there, twelve, <laughs> when you walk like at the very least twelve miles a day, you want to make sure that's all cleaned up back there. Oh, uh, that's true. You know, Fair you know. Enough. And there was a period where I was every time I took a shit, I was just jumping in the shower, which is that's crazy. Wow. You know, <laughs> so the day is like a, an efficiency tool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very good. So like I, necessary I, device. <laughs> So this thing is clogged and then I'm trying to plunge it and then I'm like, oh, I think I got it. And I hit the turlet thing, the flusher, and I didn't get it. And it was filling up and the water was dark fucking brown and it had pee in it too and toilet paper. And it was hideous, right? It was so gross. And I was fucking really freaking out and I'm like trying to plunge and then it's coming out the side of the toilet and I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm fucking getting it on my pants, my legs. I was wearing shorts, my pajamas. And then I'm like trying to plunge to get it out, but it's too <laughs> full for me to plunge this thing. So then I have to go down to my living, my basement and get a bucket. And I grab a cup that we never use with a handle on it. And I'm squeezing curd water out of the toilet into so where? a bucket. Okay. Into a bucket. And then, you know what? I dumped it in my backyard because it was supposed to rain. <laughs> Uh, did it not rain? It didn't ever rain. It didn't, it <laughs> rain like a, there's like a small patch that's just a beautiful lush garden that's grown. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I threw it in the alley behind my house. I did walk <laughs> past my yard and I just threw it in the alley and threw and then you that's know worse. I'm clean. I, I get back up there and I'm like, okay, so I emptied it out. Now I can plunge until it works. And I fucking get in there, man. And I'm plunging and plunging and plunging. My goddamn plunger just falls off. Like the handle <laughs> sort of falls off because it's a screw-in situation because I wanted like a really strong plunger. The classic plunger, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have to stick my hand down in that fucking water to fix the fucking plunger. And I just – and so people are like, Brian – I can't believe you rank shitting so low. Well, that's like <laughs> it's just an easy flush. It's easier to flush puke, I guess. <laughs> I understand. Right. Like whatever. And, and this so, is not the first time you've gone through this, like uh, th this much trouble. I mean, that's the other thing too about the the uh, the famous. It's a famous story in Street Fight is the piss hole story, which is in my basement where the water drains from the washer. Sometimes I'll just go down there and piss in that hole if I have to pee <laughs> to drain. Are you a, are you a one washroom house? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. well, yes. but Americans yeah. don't say washroom, right? That's that's no, we say bathroom. One but I, I know. But what do you saying. say when you're in public? Because that's I keep forgetting. I feel like I'm being stained about it. Uh, uh, we say, can say we're going to the restroom, maybe. Yeah. Why is it a restroom? You say, I don't know. Do you, you say do, do you have a restroom rest here? Do you have a WC, you know, a water closet? Is that what you say? No, we would never say that. We say restroom, and I think it's because, like, you don't 
at home it's the bathroom because the bathtub's there and then in public it's the rest of the stuff you uh, you do the rest of the stuff and and oh, that's, oh, that's i don't think that's true but i came up yeah, with that it all, it all um, feels kind of vulgar to me and so i often ask where the facilities are and sometimes people oh, are like that's what i think i don't want to be like where's your urinal i need to tinkle british freaks <laughs> that's it those are the toilet. options yeah, oh, British wait, wait, wait. no, they also say the loo or the worst is when they say bog. They say, "Where's the bog?" Yeah. No. I need, or they say they call toilet paper bog roll. So fuck oh, God, up. disgusting so I'm, people. I'm pissing downstairs in the hole in my basement, and uh, there is some piece of trash, like a a thing that a circuit breaker's <laughs> held in that my um landlord left down there on the floor behind the washer and that fucking i watch it happen it fucking slides and falls right down in that hole now <laughs> that fucking grain and i just pissed in it and it can't if it clogs up you know that's a big fucking problem so then i had i tried to stick my hand down there and get it i tried to make a spear out of uh uh i taped a uh screw oh, on the oh yeah yeah I, dick. it was like trying to spear the fucking thing out and then i borrowed my brother's fucking i oh man i borrowed my brother's shop back and tried to suck all the piss out <laughs> so that i could get it and maybe even try to get it. so then my brother's shop back is full of piss and i'm like oh i didn't consider that that might smell weird uh so, so i had to buy a new shop vac filter for him and all that stuff it was just the whole thing that's why i hate going to the bathroom so how often do you puke brian how often do you uh, not often not as not as much but every time i do it i feel good and, and so but where do you do it you know and like what are we saying once a year or oh like, no maybe like, once every month or two like oh, every that's wow that's pretty <laughs> often Man, what will and what will lead you to to vomit i don't know there's a period where i was smoking cigarettes again and uh okay, pretty yeah. much every fifth cigarette made me vomit uh <laughs> coffee makes me vomit earl gray cigarette or earl gray tea earl makes gray me vomit earl every time tea? I, what? yeah every time <laughs> i've never had it and didn't barf so, um <laughs> okay so at once a month your monthly puke i because i'm you, just starting to i'm starting to realize you have a your your issue with excrement uh from yeah, various holes bad. is is actually because of plumbing you just have anxiety <laughs> about the plumbing so i'm curious mm -hmm. do you barf into a bag or do you also barf oh, into the toilet no. but it goes down smooth and that's why you you like because you just picture releases from your body you're like what you just care about the easiest way to get rid of it and barf <laughs> yeah. goes down smooth. That I mean, it depends on where i'm at because a lot of times i'll just run outside and barf in my backyard because that's more comfortable <laughs> i don't drink either by the way i just sometimes i get nauseous and i'll run out this back is just and, tea. this is just tea bar. Or <laughs> earl gray yeah every time every, so every time i why are you get... still drinking earl gray tea if it's I always you're like i want to i want to be high society i want to have high tea um, it's time well, maybe you like pinky out just like <laughs> drinking yeah, and barfing and i always think maybe it was that specific earl gray tea you know it's like but then it happened like but you kept times. going back to it yeah i don't <laughs> oh, know yeah. it has nicotine oh, yeah. in it or something this I feels don't like make... you just sort of had to make friends with your barf and so like yeah. you're ranking it high as like a, it, it's sort of um it, it's, it's like, less you know, often protecting also. yourself yeah it's not yeah often. it is less like, often than shitting yeah, i assume you shit more i than hate once shitting 
He, well, he oh. shits every two days, it sounds like. So we got or that. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I try every day. I drink a lot of uh, that fiber drink that tastes like orange juice. Oh, uh, yeah. Metamucil? I did that about three times a day. I love that shit. That shit <laughs> makes me so happy. But I, yeah, I just don't. I, I just, I, I, I just, it, the plumbing, I guess, is the situation. That's what it is. It's not about yeah, the release from your body. You're, it's more about what you do with it after. Uh, that's why really. I think if I'm moving. Uh, my daughter graduates high school next year so I can move out of the school district. And I think like one of the things I'm going to ask for uh, uh, <laughs> is a powerful <laughs> toilet or or a public toilet in the downstairs and because we're moving to a building probably and down oh, okay. in the lobby maybe a big toilet there and then because i'll do that a lot at hotels i mean I'll you're go probably oh, gonna going, going into the lobby hotel bathroom to take the the the, the bad shit you know that you're not yeah, supposed to be on, to that's important yeah you definitely vacation i shit. think if you're moving into like a shared space you're probably going to have to stop dumping a bucket of your own shit and piss in the alley beside it. That might be a problem. <laughs> but I'll just go, I, I, like I said, I was on vacation at this like really hellish Airbnb. Uh, I wanted to take my wife up to Michigan, uh, this, this town called Alpena, Michigan, that is pretty far north. And it's the best place to see the Aurora Borealis within six miles, six hours of my house. So I'm like, I'm going to take her. Uh, she's always wanted to see it. I don't like star. I don't care about stars. I was looking at my phone the whole time and she did end up seeing it. And I was like, yeah, you should see what's going on on Twitter, man. Motherfuckers are going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I took her up there and we rented a, an RV to stay in. And when we fucking pulled up, we realized the RV was in somebody's driveway. So we rented sleeping in somebody's fucking driveway <laughs> and yes. the water they he came in and t- oh the guy would come in and talk to us too it was the worst feeling of my did life. the picture have like christmas lights and stuff and make it look all like cute and twee and you're like oh this is gonna be adorable you know my wife will love this and then you get there and yeah that we did the exact same thing we're like oh a converted school bus this is so cute and there was like stray cats climbing all over us we we're freezing cold in the middle of the night like it's terrible it smells so bad every <laughs> yeah. you couldn't shit in there there's no shit in there and you really honestly probably didn't want to piss in there because when you hit the thing for it to go down it would like smell like shit because he said they didn't have a good enough like grave out there for the drain <laughs> so i think i'm just sitting on top of several people's shit and uh we ended up having to go to the grocery store every day to to you know they, like oh get God. up every day drive to the grocery store 20 minutes away take a crap and, or i went to a coffee shop and down because the other thing the motherfucker said was there was wi-fi and we got there. There is Wi-Fi in his house. They does not read. I've got Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, most people don't want to watch TV anyway. I was like, you don't know me, man. I want to watch TV. I love TV. So we had to go to a coffee shop and download stuff. I mean, I didn't review it because I'm a pussy, uh, but I should have reviewed it. I should have given oh, yeah. it a terrible review. Can't so I shit did- here. Yeah, don't shit there. So I yeah. wanted to give you guys some David Draymond uh, before we before we finish this, and I found Thank you. David Draymond live. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> so this is 2003. 
I, I let me just start it here so you can hear how he's talking because how he's talking <laughs> is the weirdest thing in the world. And by the way, everybody looks at the videos that is uh that are given that I get suggested and they're all oh, terrible. It's all it's all it's all him. <laughs> it's all shock jocks, David Draymond. Man, yeah. And yeah, it's all shocked. It's like, I mean, mine is all like, what if Blink 182 had a guitar solo or like <laughs> Baby Shark for four hours long? Like, just I, my algorithm is so fucked, Brian. There's no judgment you here, like, my friend. Did you ever hear that? And I talked about this with Minion Death Cult uh, that, that, um, the, the Around the World by Red Hot Chili Peppers, where he's like, ching chong, a ding, a dong, a ding dong. <laughs> did you ever see that like 12 hour? super cut of him doing that over and over again it's like my favorite thing no. more offensive than again i think if we watched that in canada we'd probably never work again uh, just <laughs> our computers yeah yeah so here we go this is on stage and we'll just get it started here so you can hear how he's talking the symbol that you see elevated above the set behind me is a symbol of universal belief so he's talking to <laughs> God. Yes, he's the fucking coolest crazy. guy. He's the coolest guy. Imagine being this cool. Look, Simbo, but you see. Just wow. he gets, he's, behind you. Oh my God. Within it are contained representations of the four religious symbols that represent the four faiths that span this globe. Why well, don't know like, that? He's from Chicago. Guys. I, I, I'm kind of. I'm going to go ahead and guess neither of you have seen uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, I mean, no, I know. No. Yeah, I, I, I have. Okay, oh, yeah, you have. Yeah. Doesn't he? Doesn't he kind of sound like on that show when like a contemporary actor is trying to do like a a, a 1940s radio voice or like a radio comedian voice? So like, and now introducing to the stage Lenny Bruce. Like, <laughs> like, like people don't talk like that at all. It's very no introducing ever. Lenny Bruce. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There is a symbol behind me, and it, it's so weird. It's the weirdest <laughs> delivery. Symbol is that the disturbed logo? Is the disturbed logo just all of the major religions? Every symbol ever. It's, it's just like one of those things that you think was fucking genius when you were thirteen. You guys, this is so deep. I mean, it's, it's so, so it's so cliche to say, but it's just like literally Spinal Tap couldn't come up with something like this. It's true. Like, it's it is just, true. Yeah. And I also I mean, the do symbol is insane, by the way. It doesn't, if you look at it, I don't even know what it looks like. It, 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 it doesn't look like a symbol at all to me. It just looks like a total mess. It, it is, yeah, it's almost hard to describe, but there must be like geometrically, mathematically, there must be a swastika hidden in here somewhere. That Not him. Knows. He would never do that. <laughs> Not well. Here it comes. <laughs> He's gonna. I'll give him a little more. Standing here. for Catholicism and Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> the Star of David, standing for Judaism. You have Judaism. the Pentacle, standing for paganism, and that's not one of the four major religions. <laughs> I was kind of curious, like which four he was going to pick, and I was like. I feel like there's a pentagram in there. There's so too many things. And also, is there devil also, horns? Or 
Oh, he'll explain the devil horns too, which it that is my favorite part of the thing. But he I'm gonna didn't go talk back like he didn't talk like this last time we watched videos of him. This was he only talks <laughs> like this this one time. He's got the Elizabeth Holmes like evolving voice uh, <laughs> disease. Maybe it is just got like a character on stage. Maybe is is the only thing I can think is like he goes to a a different place when he's on stage mm, and he creatively. becomes this it's code switching yeah. it's called code switching yeah <laughs> the pentacle standing for paganism and wicca <laughs> and no oh, wow. that is not a pentagram that would be the symbol inverted and we do not acknowledge the existence of satan in the first place <laughs> what <laughs> All right. What? Sick. The cadence is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's insane. It's just like this is everything that we loved about watching that documentary because he's doing such like dumb smart guy stuff of like, oh, you heard Pentacle and you thought you'd correct me. Well, no. Like, yeah, he's like he's oh doing that God. actual like borderline Vincent Price voice. Yeah, like, it is very like, yeah. He's being pretentious, but it's impossible to know what he's trying to pretend to be. Like he's just it's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of 2003 stuff too, and I just can't think of anything that would other than you know, the thing I we told you guys on the POD cast is he calls himself a triple major in college which means he just yes. took a bunch of classes really that he was interested he's in there's so no such smart. thing as a triple so major smart. imagine <laughs> yeah. he's smart i don't know what i'd do if i had his brain yeah it would be great here here's oh they're going nuts now he is a bedtime story told to children to frighten them into sleep <laughs> well you don't but okay why is he acknowledging first of all it's like catholicism and christianity which i think is a funny way of framing just like christianity and then being like but satan is made up like i don't i mean like josiah as the the, the theologian i mean he could be you know conversation. On, so he could be on like an emerging church tip i know some real uh outsider emerging church people think that hell is more of a metaphor and doesn't exist but they've many of them like rob bell have been uh, ousted from traditional evangelical circles. I do like separating Christianity from Catholicism. He's kind of recognizing, he's, he's giving Martin Luther some uh, sway in his speech. So I like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Man, I feel like you're a bit of an intellectual heavyweight too. Yeah, you. I would love to see you. You go toe debate. to toe with Draymond. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see you debate him. <laughs> when I ask you to show me your devil horns, that is not a sign of Satan. That is a sign of heavy fucking metal. <laughs> that is not a sign of Satan. That is a sign of heavy fucking metal. I don't, I maybe like when you sing, I don't know this. I'm not a singer. Maybe when you sing, it like makes you talk. Cause he does kind of sound like when, when you listen to down with the sickness, He's like mm, kind of talking. He's bringing that enunciation into his real life. Right. Yeah. I... The final addition to the symbol is the crescent moon of Islam. <laughs> which is not necessarily the most popular of symbols these days. 
2003. Okay. Okay. But the one thing that we all have in common, no matter what faith we subscribe to, is that within the physical shell that is our bodies resides a human soul. And within the soul of every human being on this planet, music resonates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were people straight up booing Islam yeah. there? Like that? Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. That's 2003. I feel like he United would be booing States. it now, though, based on his oh, tweets. I mean, he it's does kind not of... like Islam. <laughs> but that's actually yeah, because this is like, does the disturbed logo still feature like Islamic symbols? Because that does not yet feel like. Contemporary Draymond vibe. It's literally no. this. This logo is literally uh, the coexist sticker, but for new metal people. <laughs> it that's is. So that's sick. true. Uh, I'm looking up their disturbed symbol. Uh, yeah, they definitely just like replaced it with like something Hindu now. They're, they like, still it have never. it. Oh, it's still there. They still have it. It is. But do they oh, use yeah. it still? Maybe they don't use it anymore. Violently, it changed. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's everywhere. It's the dumbest symbol. I everybody that's listening, go look at the d- disturbed logo symbol. It's incredible. And or it, yeah, like just I said, if, if you're in your car and you see a coexist bumper sticker, like you're basically just, there. Just imagine that it was they ran out of room and tried to squish it all into just a square, jammed it all on top of each other. <laughs> coexist sticker that they folded. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real small car. So perhaps if we stopped paying so much. He sounds like he literally sounds like, uh, oh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. What's the uh, Schitt's Creek, like the older guy, uh, the dad? Eugene Levy. He sounds like Eugene Levy. He sounds like a Eugene Levy character. It It sounds like an SCTV like record. Of where there's like a guy introducing something. But you're right. But in, in the sense that it feels like a Christopher Guest movie, like, <laughs> that you, like it's, you're 100% yeah. there. I mean, this guy is beyond oh. like, I, I mean, a great, it would be a great movie to just make like kind of a David Draymond like character uh, touring the country because Spinal Tap is one thing, but like, so I don't think Spinal Tap was ever like we're very smart guys as part of the joke. That I don't think they could have ever <laughs> fucking dreamed that a heavy metal guy would think he's as smart as as David Raymond. And I, there's just Rob no Reiner way. never conceived of, of such a, a triple major threat. <laughs> so here he's. Uh... So perhaps. So I I just want to stop it again. Saying perhaps on stage at a heavy metal concert <laughs> is the weirdest thing. Like to me, that's not a heavy metal. So perhaps if we stopped paying so much attention to how different we are and started realizing how much alike we are, maybe we would not have gotten involved in this accursed war in the first place. Whoa. Anti-war talk. Accursed. So indeed, my brothers and sisters, I say fight the war. And use our music as a weapon! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! He's incredible. He's the greatest. He's too beautiful. He's too fucking beautiful. So like that was sort of anti-war, but then he was like going all what was Demon Hunter or whatever, like one of those like Christian bands that that is like put our logo on the fucking missiles, man. Like really, I think uh, yeah, I think because I think Demon Demon Hunter was used. I don't know if you know that band, Brian. You might like them. I've heard of. I actually Christian Slipknot. I think 
Maybe. I got a buddy who was really into like Christian metalcore and stuff. And, and he had me on his show. He gave me a playlist and, uh, I listened to a bunch of it and you know, metalcore sucks, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I listened to some of it. And was well, like, Christians oh, are the best at the worst genres like ska and metalcore. <laughs> but, um, uh, I think demon hunter was like being used at Gitmo and they were like, Heck yeah, do that. Keep doing that. We'll make a more <laughs> song, bro. Yeah. I wonder, like, if they have to pay royalties for doing that. <laughs> Did I you don't get like think... ASCAP checks for being played at Gitmo? <laughs> I don't think they would use. I'm not. I don't think they would use Disturbed because it rocks too hard. Yeah, it's too for good. torture. It's too good. Mm. Uh, the, Plus the prisoners would be like, "Damn, this rips." Plus, it's music for everyone, as the logo shows. Like, it's all sides. Yeah. Everyone can appreciate it. It would so. offer them solace, you know, <laughs> uh, which you can't, can't be giving them solace. I'll pick one of ran at random for you guys, too, the, the, the uh, song meanings before we go, because, uh, you know, uh, maybe one, song one of the crazy. I wish that uh, I wish they did. Every band had to do this, by the way. I don't know why Device did it, but I just randomly picked one, and uh, we will go ahead and listen to David explain what Vilify, his song Vilify, great, is about. Great $3 word also. It is. Vilify. It is. Here we go. Vilify is the first single off the record and a great uh, flagship song to represent the band right out of the gate. Definitely. He's not is that what your hair looks like? Look oh. like Brian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that long, but I mean, the idea is there. That that is yeah, yeah conceptually. I hate he hearing him. Like I hate too. I hate hearing his inside voice now. I wish he was doing the other voice still. <laughs> I don't know. He's still talking weird. I'm interested in what he has to say. <laughs> he is still a little weird. All of the yeah. sonic qualities and all of the uniqueness yeah. of what device is. It is definitely heavy enough to make the most ardent disturbed fan happy but different enough to open many new doors and to be inviting to people who may never have been disturbed fans in the first place i i've listened to device it sounds like disturbed it's, it sounds like almost exactly like this <laughs> you don't feel like it's opening yeah. up people's minds uh <laughs> new people oh, i listen to it <laughs> As I've said before, it's very much its own unique thing. It's very much got its own specific identity of the strong fusion identity. of electronica and the captivating nature of the power of, of the riff in it. Nature of the power of the riff is when it when is this video from? Wait, uh, is this, this is two thousand nine. It's nine years ago. I okay. Think it's like electronica. electronica. Yeah, I don't think people said said electronica after like the year two thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it too, too HD to be saying electronica. <laughs> yeah, I like I. Oh my god, he talks so much like he wants people to think that he's smart, and it's it it's so beautiful, <laughs> and it works, and I want and that true. for him. it. Does it does it works for him, and I'm just so happy. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> he's mech onslaught which you're assaulted with are, are, are very very convincing the meaning of the song is basically talking about uh the many people out there who make me out to be this bad guy and i'm just so not that i i've never been anyone to back away from the things i'm passionate about or what i believe in i never will be i will never apologize for standing up for my beliefs 
and I won't okay. apologize for speaking with a certain amount of vernacular and and and. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. I can hear a faint clanging of his weird uh, piercing <laughs> while he talks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta respect right someone who has has like a signature piercing. Like you don't see like he has a whole like no one else has that that clanky vibe, and I I love that. <laughs> I sort of want to get it. And like I wear really already should. wear the red Yankees cap. Why not get that same? Piercing? Just mash them up and then get that <laughs> that like like weird leather jacket. Like I don't even know where you buy a, a jacket like that. Like it's just like a department store leather jacket or something. That's rock guys though. I mean, their clothes are always like, where did you get that loud clangy jacket? Having a certain grasp of the English language and, and, and having <laughs> a certain level of education, which I've spent many years trying to cultivate. Um, I think that people sometimes mistake <laughs> those aspects for being haughty or they mistake the persona. He just said people think he's haughty. <laughs> which by the way... Oh my fucking God. haughty. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, wants so he... badly for people to think that he's haughty. That's yeah. what's so amazing about it. He's trying. So he's like, yeah, it's like almost like a humble brag, right? Like he's trying, he's trying to say, I wish people would accept me as being down to earth, but I always come across as too smart. But he's like, he's but doing it. I apologize in... for uh, uh, the amount of vernacular that I use, or like what? <laughs> even using these words correctly. Yeah, I know. he's uh, he's basically always saying, uh, he's he's the guy at a Q and A after a film who has more of a comment than a question like that's all he ever <laughs> says he did one here i i he he did like only a few dates of this but i i think it was him that did a q a sort of spoken word thing at a theater here in town uh like a year and a half ago and i didn't fucking go which was so stupid i i should have been there i should have been asking him a question <laughs> Yeah, at least like you know like you think of other singers like rollins is like kind of a dumb guy trying really really hard to be smart but he's never overreaching like you'll never hear like people love to like make fun of, of rollins but like you would never hear these sentences come out of his mouth even <laughs> i would at, never even say you never apologize for having a certain type of vernacular. He, that would <laughs> just never happen. Nobody except for David does that. Nobody. Just a few more seconds. Of the individual that you see on stage, which is all of my power and all of my ferocity and shedding every single ounce of fear to be the persona of the individual when I come off stage, which really isn't necessarily the case. It's more of a yin and yang type of thing. But yeah, it, it's basically... A message to all of the haters out there who who pretend to know who <laughs> I am, but really are way way off base, and 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 kind of calling them out and making them feel it. Oh, well, I didn't feel <laughs> it. I, like honestly, it. didn't hear it. <laughs> did he say it was? Also, did he say it was a bit of a yin and yang thing? Like, which is not <laughs> not it. That, because when he comes off stage, he's not. The guy that talks really weirdly. Yeah, I guess like, oh, every, every religious logo is the same. And then, yeah. But was he trying to Lots do Jordan Peterson on stage? Or he's guess proto Peterson. Oh, maybe. maybe. Oh, yeah. I bet he would do a. I, see, that's what we got to get is really what we got to get is a TED talk. 
is uh, the Draymond yeah. Ted talk. And I think the I've been trying to I've been I've been thinking about now that that Street Fight is like just mine about letting weird guys have like five minutes. Like I uh, Man Cow is a guy that I that is a <laughs> he's a total freak and he's an idiot and he's a liar. And I want to give them five minutes to try to talk my fans out of being communists and just let them go and let them talk for five minutes. I would let David Draymond talk for an hour. I, I would oh just release God. an episode with just him talking. Of course. Just pure uncut Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for doing this with me. It was extremely oh, Thank you for fun. having us. Uh, thank you for this me? cultural exchange. It's been a wonderful cultural exchange. See, both we can reach across the aisle. Uh, pop punk to new metal and really (laughs) you guys i i i if you ever feel the need obviously the device song meanings are the greatest thing in the world but if you ever want to mine any of this stuff the sully erna hometown sessions is nuts i think when josiah was on last i mentioned like people should listen to it and a guy DM'd me like three weeks later, and he was like, I listened to every single episode <laughs> of Sully's Hometown Sessions, and it's the worst podcast I've ever heard. But I couldn't stop. <laughs> you have a lot of sicko listeners, I think. <laughs> I, right? Yeah. I mean, they like me, who is a, a, a I'm, I like only look at sickos or listen to well, sickos. Yeah. I mean, listening to a podcast is sicko behavior for sure. It, it's not it, a, a question. So um, tell people where to find you guys. So it's January right now it of is. 2023. Obviously, we all know this. Uh, COVID is officially over. So everyone, that's the- Maybe. You never know. Take away. <laughs> uh, that's the headline. Right. So we, we used to talk about every Blink-182 song once a week. And it was like four-hour episodes on like a B-side that no one's ever heard of. And it was hell for most people, but also a lot of fun. We kind of lost and found ourselves in it. And then we ran out of Blink-182 songs. So we started talking about different punk songs. But Blink-182 is back. And so what we're doing now is we're still talking about other stuff in front of the paywall. January, we're doing dry January. We're talking about straight-edge music every week. Oh. It's Brian's worst nightmare. Uh, have X you, murder X Brian X. Have um, I ever told you guys about my uh, uh, the, the the time I was at a Pantera concert and I met a straight the first time I ever met a straight edge <laughs> and like <laughs> a straight edge. <laughs> we were standing in the mosh pit. It was me and my idiot fr- redneck friends from from Groveport, Ohio, talking to this guy that has like you know the piercings and all that stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm straight edge." We're like, what the fuck does that mean? And he started explaining it, and they're like, oh, I'll never be that. We just all immediately were like, oh, <laughs> no, I'll never be that. Because I no, like, thank you. I can't remember, but somebody said something like, you don't use toothpaste? Like, <laughs> very dumb group of idiots. <laughs> so we're doing that in front of the paywall, but Blink 155 is back, and the, the fun of it is. You know, there's not that many new Blink-182 songs as of January 2023, but we're still making ourselves talk about Blink-182 every single week for a full episode. So behind the paywall, we're back to uh, overanalyzing, losing our fucking minds about the band Blink-182. And I think it's, you know, you might be listening to this and be like, I don't like Blink-182. Well, you know what? I don't either. I think Sam does. but it, we've I, kind do, of, I do, I do, I <laughs> do. It's kind of, it's a safe space for uh, the haters. You might hate it if you're a Blink-182 fan, actually. 
but maybe not. that's probably the only people that would not like the podcast is like ardent <laughs> like 182 fans it's not really for you <laughs> yeah god it's it, it's very funny and it is you know yeah i like i I think I've said this to you, uh, Josiah, in the past that like uh, doing something like because I do sort of the the shock jock stuff and and currently now I'm doing a Dane Cook thing. There is something really fun about just going as deep as fucking possible on something <laughs> for years of your life. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing what you find about yourself in that process. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks, guys. What's going to happen now is I'm going to hit the end, and it's going to hang up, and then I'll, actually we're going to do another podcast. I'm going to open my Discord and do another podcast. But I th thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Dude, thanks Anytime. so much for having us. This was so much fun, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah.